What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 26 of the 5-1 Formation Podcast. My name is George, and joining me are my boys, Anthony, Alex, Antonio, and Tommy. Say what's good. Hey, yo, what's good? What's going on, guys? What's up, guys? All right. So, uh, business as usual, we're going to be starting off with Bundesliga and then a bit of transfer talk as the summer uh, transfer window is slowly approaching us. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, a lot of rumors, a lot of speculations, so it's going to be good. Um, I want to first start off with the Bundesliga by saying that there were four players that paid tribute to George Floyd with uh, with what happened to him uh, last week. Rest in peace. Uh, and those four players were Weston McKinney, uh, Marcus Turam, Ashraf Hakimi, and Jaden Sancho. Um, honestly, good on them. Uh, very nice tribute all four of them uh it's good to it's good to it's good to know that europe is realizing what's happening in america too uh weston mckinney also being from the united states so so yeah um like i said Jaden sancho first career hat trick for the for the young brit and uh and ashraf hakimi too getting on the score sheet again i believe guys what do you have to say about uh, Dortmund b- uh, bouncing back from uh, from the lo- from the tough loss against uh, Bayern Munich? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I know they'd be pissed off from that loss, and I know they had all the firepower in the world now to take on a not so tough team like Pater- like uh, Paderborn. And yeah, pure domination. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, they just wanted to respond to the the loss to to Bayern to show that they're still in the race and they still want to be in. You know, finish at a at a really high uh, spot on the table. Yeah, and uh, it was a tough loss, but I mean, if we're gonna speak about the game, like you could see the difference in 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 quality, in my opinion, for that game, for the Bayern Dortmund game, I was just able to see the whole game. Like the, at the beginning, the first twenty minutes, Dortmund looked really strong, but then after Bayern, once they got clicking, it was just their game the rest of the way. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kimmich uh, scoring a crazy chip shot. Uh, some of us were speculating whether it was meant or not. I fully believe it was meant, especially yeah, that yeah. he came out after the game and said a comment like, we knew that Berkey likes playing off his line a lot. So uh, if you haven't seen his chip goal yet, go and check beautiful. it out. Beautiful beautiful, uh, beautiful acknowledgement for, for the goalie being off his line. And yeah. what a great goal, man. You could see how fired up he was after that one. Yeah, good awareness. Good awareness. That's if. That's if it was meant to be a chip shot. So <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to say I was a little bit on the uh, skeptical side. But it got the job done for, for, uh, for Bayern Munich, who yep. also ended up thrashing... Uh, w- let me check here. Uh, for Fortuna Dusseldorf. Fortuna Dusseldorf, five zero. Water spell. And now, <laughs> <laughs> and now that leaves Bayern seven points ahead of Dortmund, uh, who are in second place. Now, guys, here's something that I want to ask you. Um, this is uh this is kind of like stepping aside from the Bundesliga, but do you guys think that Bayern Munich have the upper hand in winning the Champions League? The Champions uh, League. I said it from the beginning. I said it from uh, back in the winter where they got over their hump. Yeah. Where even when even the moment they got over their hump in comparison to looking at the other teams 
other big name teams in the Champions League right now. I don't see uh, I don't see a team in the top five leagues that's more uh, so well organized and so well and playing together right now. Yeah, there's not one team that's playing as well as them together. No. Yeah, consistently as a committee. Yeah, Why? consistently Honestly, and just guys, uh, smashing teams. I, w- I would definitely throw in Liverpool in there, uh, give them another shot, three uh, peat in the finals, and maybe a second uh, Champions League in if, a row. Uh, if anybody's close to what Anthony's saying, it's Liverpool. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool got you, need to, you need to include Liverpool in this talk. Liverpool but got they're out. They got eliminated. What are you guys saying? Oh my God, it's true. Sorry, they got, elim- they got it's eliminated. It's been a long time, man. It's been a long time. That's actually hilarious. But they got eliminated by Atletico. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've totally forgot, man. It's because you know what happened, man. Half the games got canceled, and yeah. the other half went through. So that's yeah. why I'm all fucked up. But yes, I remember now. Yorente yeah. got the winning goal. Good job, Atletico Tommy. Won. Yeah, my bad. And like yes. me and Alex said before, also with Bayern, sorry, George, about yeah. Bayern is that we said a healthy Bayern is a scary Bayern. Scary Bayern. Like, 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 like that's a team not to mess with. When they're all healthy right. and all gunning, they, for me, for me, I'm, they're the best team in Europe. Full healthy Bayern, they're the best team in Europe. That's it. They're a healthy Bayern. The entire team is just loving life right now, bro. They're all meshing well together. Yeah. They know each other's tendencies and habits. So they're basically reading. They game off each other. They know where they're going to go on the field, you know. Um, there's all kinds of, just loads of confidence. That's all it is. And they're having a good time. That's what makes them really dangerous compared to the rest of the teams. Mm-hmm. Zero controversy on the team. Zero scraps, bro. Uh, just everyone's committed right now. And we're really, they're down to win it all, in my eyes, compared to the rest of the they team. Have, uh, they have their fear factor back, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, kind, kind of to kind of to bounce off of what Antonio was saying, because uh, he was a little confused, uh that Liverpool were still in it and whatnot. So yeah, my God, man. when I was when I was thinking about this uh, the other day, I I so this is my opinion. I think Bayern are the most scariest for one having their season restart quicker than the other leagues, so they're back to yeah. uh, match fitness faster than the other teams. Yeah, and two, wow. and yeah. two, the only team that I saw actually shutting them down was Liverpool, and then I re- realized and remembered that they're not in it. They got eliminated by Atletico. So that's that's the way I see it. I don't see Bayern really uh, slipping at this point. It's just either cruise control or they're just going to keep going up from, from, what they're, from what they're doing now. So, All right, so can I just remind everyone who's still in it and uh, who advanced officially in the Champions League just to... Because, fuck, it has been a little while. Yeah, for sure, man. Go for it. Okay, so we have Atalanta, who advanced. They won against Valencia 8-4 on aggregate. Um, Red Bull Leipzig beat Tottenham to advance 4-0 on aggregate. Then we had PSG that won 3-2 on aggregate against Borussia Dortmund. Uh, I remember they were celebrating outside with their fans, even though the fans weren't allowed inside. That was pretty crazy. crazy. Mimicking, crazy. Uh, mimicking Holland's celebration. Yeah, 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 exactly. Say what you will about that, bro. It's kind of... Uh, anyways, whatever. No comment there. <laughs> uh, of course, Atletico Madrid winning 4-2 on aggregate against Liverpool. My bad again for that one. 
And the guys that are still in it that still need to play the second leg are uh, Man City versus Real Madrid. City's leading 2-1 on aggregate. Juventus versus Lyon. Lyon is winning 1-0 on aggregate. Uh, Barcelona-Napoli. It's tied 1-1 on aggregate. Barcelona have the goal differential. Away goal, sorry. Uh, Bayern Munich versus Chelsea. Munich is winning 3-0 on aggregate. And yeah, that's it. It ain't looking good for Chelsea. Let me just tell you that much. <laughs> so uh, out of all these teams, man, um, yeah, Bayern is definitely one of the, the scarier ones. That's for yeah. damn sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, Barcelona on this one too because, I mean, depending on, the, on how they restart in uh, mid-June, I, I still do believe we have the talent and the squad to go far and to go to our finals. So... Um, but, I mean, besides that, uh, you could give me my guess between City, Madrid, and maybe Juventus. I want to see how they restart, since they're sure. going to be, like, one of the last ones to restart. Yeah. I uh, mean, City City have a motive, too, to go far. So, I mean, they could use this time off to kind of say, look, now we really need to come together and uh, win this Champions League before, you know, we might not be able to be in the Champions League for the next two years. Yeah, that's that's Fair another enough. push factor for uh, City, exactly. That's the yeah. biggest push, yeah. if anything. That's a scary man yeah. City, if you ask me. And and just the fact that they beat Madrid, I believe, at the Bernabeu first yeah. leg. Yeah. A huge, I mean, it's still a while that they played, but I'm sure they have, still have the psyche in their heads that they uh, have a huge momentum in their heads right now. No, for yeah. sure. Uh, did anybody see... Did anybody see the uh, so because of uh, because of this whole COVID and quarantine situation, there are some players that have been keeping fit, and others have seemed to be, <laughs> let's just say on the on the little chunkier side. So like when I say this, I uh, when you guys said Man City, the first player that popped in my head was Kevin De Bruyne. I saw a picture of him. He kind of looked thicker. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that's going to play a factor? Because he is their best player. No. No. no I, I, I don't. I don't have. Him. I don't have the same comment as you do in terms no. of that picture that you saw. Yeah. Personally, yeah. I think yeah. he looks fine. I think he looks himself, but that's me. There was also. You know, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. Before you get to the other player, I wanted to put out a mention that Jaden Sancho, oh. his first game back, did look a bit thicker. And I think that's why he hasn't been starting as much. Like, uh, the fourth game after COVID is the first game that he started. You know right? what? And maybe that's why they didn't start him. It's because he wasn't I, I fully think fit. that's why. I he think you're right. Fit. It wasn't a secret that it was a it was a fitness reason. Yeah, but he so did they, look it, a bit thicker, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. I'm just saying that they made it known that he wasn't starting because of his fitness, though. Yeah. So speaking of okay. Dortmund. Um, Haaland out with a knee injury for the rest of the season. This is a huge blow for Do- uh, for Borussia Dortmund. So now they don't have a, a center striker. So now they're going to have to juggle between uh, wingers and mm, trying to, yeah. you know, manage with that. Yeah. So a huge blow for uh, for uh, for Borussia yeah. Dortmund. Well, like Alex again, Royce is, um, yeah. Sorry, go for it, Tommy. Like Alex said before, what on there is that he had his idea is to put Thorgan down the middle, which I agree with that, especially the way he's been playing the past couple games. That's a good shout. Yeah, he played striker last game. Yeah. Scored. 
That's it. But that's it. They have enough firepower to not be worried, in my opinion. Like, I mean, yes, Holland is a huge loss. Is their number nine, but up front, the power that they have up front, they should be have no struggles from here until the rest of the season. To at least yeah. continue the on- to win. The only thing I could see maybe where it wouldn't turn out the exact same way is that if they were using Holland as a target man because of his body and his size. But yeah. besides that, uh, Thorgan should uh, he should handle everything. It should be fine. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and, but and is it enough to get back to to catch up to to, to Bayern? They're seven points down. Yeah. I don't think so. It's well, the a, one thing I'm going to say. Go ahead, Tommy. I'm going to say the one thing I'm going to say is that considering their schedule, they don't have a tough schedule until their fourth game is against Leipzig. They have Hertha Berlin, Fortuna Dusseldorf. Mainz, and then Leipzig, which would be a tough game, and then Hoffenheim. So out of those five games, only one is a tough one. So but you're could, asking, so you're asking for Bayern to slip up, which I don't think is going to happen. Oh no, no, no I, I, I'm not saying for the race or anything. I'm just saying for Dortmund that Haaland, losing Haaland at this point is not that crucial. Yeah, true. That's all I'm saying. No, no, but I, I know that Bayern now is running away with it, and there's no way you're catching them. I'm sorry. And but to keep that second slot and to keep the goals coming, they don't have tough games. That's all I'm saying. Out of the five left, only one is tough. So losing Haaland at this point, I know it sucks, but they could go. They can manage. So going back to RB Leipzig, like you mentioned before, they ended up winning 4-2 against FC Köln. Uh, Timo Werner getting on the t- on the uh, on the sheet again, and. There are more rumors of him leaving and uh, joining Jurgen Klopp and joining Liverpool. So, guys, what do you have to say about that? Is it going to happen? I mean, I also heard that Chelsea were in the talks and they said that they they have uh, they have some like uh, momentum or whatever, or they have like persuasion. I don't know what you want to call it, but what do you guys think about it? We'll start with you, Alex. Uh, for the whole Timo uh, Warner situation, I I saw that you guys posted that. Uh... Chelsea's in pursuit. Uh, I personally don't think he's going to go to Chelsea. I think he, he wants to play with Klopp and he, he likes uh, what he sees in Liverpool's project yeah. in terms of what they want to accomplish, the team that they've built together. I think he wants to be a part of that. Uh, don't forget, Chelsea's still a work in progress. Uh, they still need a lot to prove with their young talent. So I, I don't think... Don't forget, Timo Werner wants to win titles right now. You know what I mean? He's getting to that yeah. point in his life where he wants the... the, the uh, uh, the accolades and, and and the trophies and whatnot. So I think that's why he wants to go to Liverpool because, like I said, he likes the team that they have there. And obviously there's the German coach, Klopp, uh, who doesn't want to play for Klopp right now. So that's my personal opinion. Yeah, he's yeah. one of the best coaches in the world. And uh, you could see how he manages his team, how how uh, easygoing he is sometimes. But when it's gets when he needs to get down to business he gets his players to do to do the job and to do it almost perfect Diso? yeah um yeah i mean for sure for those obvious reasons well said alex uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he's probably going to go to liverpool Klopp is uh, among the top two coaches in the world top three coaches in the world right now liverpool is a dynamite club to play for right now uh definitely among the contenders in the world too um it's just it's tough to say because i don't know what we don't know what team was thinking right so if he really if his concern is just to continue to have that that continuous starting playing time 
always starting every single game, playing those 75-plus minutes every game. That's not going to happen to Liverpool, bro. So, not to mention, if uh, Abramovich and company want to splash the money on him, they offer him a generous weekly wage. Yeah. Plus, plus guaranteed yeah, playing, time. playing time. He's going to be a new face of Chelsea. Uh, I mean, yeah, they're, they have nowhere. They're not anywhere near to be contenders for the the Prem, but he's definitely a start. Yeah, but you can uh, say you can you could literally say the same thing about RB Leipzig. He's like the like the team is kind of built around him. Why not go to the Premier League and and do the same thing kind of thing? You know. Yeah. The, also, um, not to mention, if you want to compare cities as well, we have London and Liverpool. No disrespect to, to Liverpool at all. It's a nice city as well, but it's London. Yeah. You, you know, kinds of cash there too. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty nice site for a 24-year-old, you know. But that, yeah. So we don't know if uh, if all Klopp, if Klopp is going to play all four on top. We don't know that. In, assuming he. In the end, I honestly think it's going to be the money that talks. I mean, if it, I, I could go with Alex and saying that if Chelsea is like maybe 5% over salary, then he's going to go to Liverpool because he is going to trust the project and, and he knows that Liverpool is yeah. already a top team, the best of, of Europe uh, last year. And I don't know if, if Chelsea really want him, they're going to have to splash major cash, major yeah. cash. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't think Chelsea are that team anymore. But getting him and Zayek as uh, as your uh, summer transfer window to start off. I mean, that's a pretty. Uh, it's a pretty good start, man. Yeah. For yeah. building your new team. But Josh, I have a question for you. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, you as a Chelsea fan, would you Me. rather see? Would you rather see Warner on your team or Sancho in the summer? What would get you more excited? And what, what do you think is better for your team? Honestly, honestly, speaking like uh, historically, yeah. like if if I look through season through season for Chelsea, we've uh, we've always suffered at the number nine position. Wingers, all, uh, we've always had an abundance of wingers. Granted, if they're good or not, that's all based on opinion. But it's a fact that ever since, if you, this is my personal opinion, ever since Diego Costa left, they've been struggling. Scoring goals, they're having that having that goal scorer up front. They've been struggling. So, and if you look at this in like uh, like uh, if you look at this financially, I think Timo Werner is going to cost less than Jadon Sancho. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 by a landslide. Yeah, you know what I mean. So there's and, and you're getting a known goal scorer. I mean, take nothing away from Jaden, bro. He scores goals and assists them. Take yeah. nothing away from Jaden. Yeah, but. You're going to be fixing that problem in that number nine position. Right now, on your wings, you have so many options. Like you said, uh, freaking uh, Zayek is coming in too. You have Perisic. He's still very young and has a lot of potential. Uh, Not Perisic, Pulisic. (laughs) Uh, He's still very young, has a lot of potential. And so many more options on your wings. So I think uh, if you guys really pounce on on Werner, it's going to benefit the whole team. Uh, he only has to compete with Tammy. That's the only it. person he has to compete with. Not Tammy, Firmino, Salah, and Manny. Tammy, Tammy and Mishi. But even at that, yeah. I, I don't... I don't I Mushu. Mushu. Yeah, Mushu. Mushu. <laughs> uh, um, just to kind of go back, uh, like if... 
like uh, we're not going to spend too much time on uh, Timo Werner because there's all uh, there's a other transfer talks to talk about and the Bundesliga too. Um, the only problem I see with him going to Liverpool is that we mentioned it last podcast is that uh, Bobby Firmino is a huge factor of Liverpool's success. Can we all agree? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So yep. can Timo Werner do the same thing? That's my well, that's my whole issue. You know I, I, I mean? think. I, I really do believe that they're going after Werner in order to work it out with their current front three. So I truly do believe that they're going to try to slot back Firmino into a number 10 position behind Werner. Because really? don't forget, Firmino has played in that number 10 position before for Liverpool. So I think they Give could work it out role. like that. Give him a messy role. Slot him back number 10. Let him distribute everything. It's gonna work out perfectly. Yeah, behind Henderson and for and uh, and uh, yeah. Fabinho. Of course, yeah. That well, could amazing. work. That could actually that'd work. Scary. That'd be a scary. Of course, team. it could work. It'd be a scary. It'd be a scary ass team, 100%. But yeah, the thing is, you have to take into consideration as a player. What if that doesn't work out, and one of you is going on the bench after? That's it. But you have options oh. at that point. You have you have as a manager for sure. As a manager, have, I'm like I'm fucking happy, bro. Like, that's it. Player, looking at it from Timo's perspective, like am I down to player, risk? Yeah. Yeah, am yeah. I down to risk that formation not working out? It most probably will because Klopp is a genius and they're all fantastic players. But sometimes when you have too much talent, bro, it doesn't happen. Uh, Klopp PSG. All right. Um, so yeah. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Bayern Leverkusen. Uh, Kai Havertz. Reaching 35 goals before 21 years old. Uh, as a midfielder. As a midfielder. Guys. And, he's the, and he's the first player to reach that before 21, right? In Bundesliga. I believe so. I believe so. That's yeah. why it made it made headlines. Uh, but you know, who, know, who, who knows if he's going to stay in the Bundesliga any longer? No. I think no, he's, he's, gone. he's Gonzo, man. He's, he's going yeah. to another team. Um I don't know well, if he's going to stay in Bundesliga or not, but... Where's he going to go, coming, uh, He's coming to Barca, <laughs> baby. Let's go. I think uh, <laughs> what I had said always about Kai Havertz is when I had seen an article uh, a while back that uh, Bayern was looking at him. And now that there's word, just to kind of throw in since we were going to bring it up after, is that Coutinho is now rumored to leave Bayern or wherever Barca and go back to the Prem. So they're losing, don't forget, Byron had him on loan. So they're losing a midfielder. And it only makes sense to me, personally, that they're going to get Kai to replace that that star midfielder that they had in Coutinho. Oof. So you're going to spend that much money and try to give Goretzka a run for his money? I don't know. I think they're really set on Goretzka, mm-hmm. Alex. I don't know. Yeah. But Goretzka could played- be right because Kai does have like more natural talent than Goretzka. Goretzka is more of a workhorse and he works for his goals. But... I'm not. Know, I'm not saying to take Goretzka out though. Okay, you're gonna I'm slot both of them to, in there. Yeah, to make it work between both of them, and then maybe have your your and take away maybe Kimmich from that midfield role and put him back on D. Ooh, damn, okay. I don't know about that. It's it's sketch, but I mean it could work if you want to. I would rather have Kai Havertz in the midfielder in the midfield than than have Kimmich in my opinion personally, and then maybe oh. throw Kimmich back. Oh, I can't keep, believe you just said that, that, Alex. Kimmich no, make it work, and the Thiago pairing work. have been insane this season. Insane. Oh, oh, yeah, it's been great. Okay, been so great. here, so here's the thing now. Um, Thiago is getting older, yep. right? 
So what's to say that he leaves, they get Kai, and they can play the three of them, Goretzka, Kai, and uh, Kimmich. Tiago you know I mean? isn't going anywhere, George. You're saying maybe like yeah. in two or three years' time. You're saying, or yeah, but but you know year? what? But you know what though? Bayern Munich have been the team that's that are, that have always planned for the future. They've always prepared. Look what they've done with uh, Alfonso Davies. They pushed aside David Alaba, and they're giving this uh, this kid a, a start, and everybody's happy, yeah. man. You know, they they have this thing where everybody's getting playing time, and everything is working out, regardless if you're shuffling players. You know what I mean? Don't forget, don't forget that you, you brought Tiago into this conversation and Tiago is a huge lemon, which is another reason why it always works out with Kimmich in the midfield, Goretzka in the midfield at the same time. It's because Tiago is not there because most of the time he's injured and he's missed, well, he's mean, missed a season, lot of play. This time. season he's been amazing. He's been yeah, very good. Yeah, when he's on the field. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I'm no, but saying I'm saying uh, even through injuries, he hasn't had the, did he have a big injury this season? I don't think so. I can't remember. Uh, I'm no, trying no. to remember. I'm no, not remember. sure. No, but it's been steady this season. But we should look at, if anything, the last couple of years to see how much playing time he's actually had compared sure. to what he's missed. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's been very on and off because of injuries. He's kind of like... Of injured. I'm joking, kinda, joking. He's kind of like Isco. And he's like kind of in the same situation as him. Ish. Yeah. Ish. So once they're on the field, they're incredible, but they do get injured a lot or they're not i don't know it's just that's how i see it personally no, so well, for, listen, me, Kai for this iron makes sense for this season i have to disagree tiago is like one of the most important pieces in that Bayern midfield i i agree with that so I, I totally agree with that yeah and he's been on form so i mean I yes there is that risk dogs. because he did have two major injuries right in his career knee injuries that set him up set him back for six months each time so, yeah, you make a good point there that, like, you never know what could happen with your investments, right, with your players. So, might as well go for a young German star. He's going to be a future Germany star 100% and give uh, the other midfielders their run for their money, you know? Yeah. His last his last bad injury season was the 2017-2018 season when he only played 19 games. Okay. The last two seasons have been 30 and now 23 this season. And nineteen and nineteen games isn't that bad if you're injured. It's it's not terrible. It's you know he he's but he's their star midfielder though. That's how I see it. He's literally their their playmaker. He's their um he's their quarterback basically. He's the but one you, who's deciding what's going on. But here's the thing though. When he was out, who did they go and pick up? They picked up James Rodriguez. They're met they're they're known for doing this stuff. You know what I mean? And he so, he did pretty well. He did like pretty well with them, and and I don't know. It, it it depends on how you grade his his performances with Bayern. But from what I remember, that he when he was there in his small stint, it was he did okay with them. Obviously, he struggled a bit at the beginning when he first got there to settle in and whatnot. But when he finally like settled in with Bayern, you were able mm-hmm. to see some of his brilliance again on the field. For yeah. sure, man. For sure. And that right. foot. Uh, how can you? Yeah. Uh, it's it's crazy. Ever since the World Cup, bro, his career oh, blew up. Oh my God, bro. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else concerning uh, Bundesliga. Does anybody else have anything to add? Diso, Tonio, Alex. Um, uh, just to go back to Jaden uh... Sancho, first career hat trick. We were waiting for it to happen. We we knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised it happened sooner, to be honest. But uh, congrats to him. It's been a, he's been fantastic. So. 
Well, yeah. Can't sure. wait to see what happens with him. He's, he's, he's incredible, bro. He's, he's yeah. a He's 100% top three players under 25 and among the top of his generation right now. He's a fucking gem. Yeah. Uh, and there's only four players across the top five leagues right now that have 10 plus goals and 10 plus assists at the same time. Do you guys know who those four are? Uh, I can I can uh, take a guess. Besides Sancho. Besides Sancho, I'm saying. I could take a guess. Yeah, go for it. Messi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Messi, baby. Uh, I want to say Ronaldo. No. Oh, where are you going? No. Ronaldo with 10 assists, bro. No assists. Okay, okay, okay. I, it's just a guess. Uh, maybe what, maybe Mbappe what or What fumes Neymar? are you inhaling in that trop of yours? <laughs> is is, is uh, Thorgan on that list? The natural kind. No? No. Oh, wait. No. 10 and 10. That's a crazy yeah, stat, man. That's a nice list there. I, yeah. I want to know who it is. I want to know who's on there. Messi has... Messi has 19 goals, 12 assists. Sancho, 17 and 16. Nabri has 11 goals, 11 assists. And Playa, the ah. one to discuss now from wow. watching Gladbach, which we didn't discuss, 10 goals, 10 assists after the game against FC Union Berlin. Very yeah. nice. Um, it was an easy win for them because uh, I believe during the week they didn't have that uh, good of a game. They, uh, didn't they lose or they tied? Yeah, I can't remember if... Uh, they lost. I didn't want to confirm it. They lost against Wolfsburg, or is it that... Uh, oh, no, they, no, they tied against uh, Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen, okay. Yeah. It's yeah, Leverkusen I, who got And then they lost, yeah, 3-1. Yeah, 3-1. So it was a good, uh, it was a good bounce back for them. Uh, two goals for uh, Marcus Thuram, who's now also up to 10 goals, 8 assists, so he's not far off. He's not well. far off. He's not far off at all. Um, he's looking like he's going to develop into a really solid talent in the upcoming years. Um, he's the son of the French legendary defenseman, 1998 World Cup winner, 2006 World Cup finalist Lilian Turan, um, the Juventus legend and fucking bull at the back end, uh, both fucking center back, right back, just mental this guy. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, he, actually, he actually has the most caps for the French international team during 1994 until 2008. Uh, Bless you. And, uh, and while he was at Parma, uh, Lillian, the father, uh, before joining Juve, he was at Parma. And that's when he gave birth to uh, Marcus. So Marcus actually has an Italian citizenship. So uh, that'd be interesting to see if he would actually join the Italy squad, which I doubt. I'm sure he's going to play for France, but that'd be uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, interesting enough. Uh, and also, yeah, Playa is a fucking very underrated player in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some teams come knocking on the door for him now in the summer. Um, oh, yeah. But does club back hold it down and refuse in order to keep their current squad together and keep fighting for the top three? Or do they wait until a ridiculous offer comes and they just say, okay. If this, if this comes squashing at their door, especially for a team like Mönchengladbach, and especially at a time like this, them. they're gonna sell them. I'm not in a pandemic like this, uh, for sure, man. I agree. Yeah, I think it's gonna Zin play a huge prime, factor. Uh, Zin is prime, prime age years. right now, 27 years old, right? So, yeah. Apparently, transfer market uh, uh, put him at 26 million dollars, so it's not that oh. bad of a deal. No, no. If anyone wants to splash uh, cash on a forward, you know, take their gander. Especially for a team yeah, like yeah. Globak to get that money. It will do them good. I think uh, because uh, this is the difference 
when you're in the same league as a superstar like Sancho and you have more or less the same stats as him, but you don't get enough love because you're not a superstar per se as Sancho's the, the spotlight. He's the star of the league and whatnot. So he gets more of like the praise. But I think that's where the word underrated comes in, like Anthony said, and he really is underrated. Uh, this guy's incredible. He's a, he's a nice playmaker. Uh, I'm sure he's learned a lot from uh, Thorgan throughout the years because Thorgan was at Mönchengladbach playing with him specifically for so yeah. long. They were that one-two punch happening over there. So uh, it's great to see him like this. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. uh, Will he leave? I don't. Maybe not because of that they're on the rise right now. You know what I mean? Like they're able to compete for the the top spot. Uh, He might be, in my opinion, he's going to stay maybe a year or two to see how far they can actually uh, reach in terms of the table. And then if, if he sees that, we're not winning any titles. We're not winning anything. You know, I might need to leave to, you know, uh, leave a legacy behind. Yeah, but for him at 27, I think he'd want to go to a team that he actually gets recognized and people actually sit down and watch. Because no one's going to sit down and watch a much and back game instead of a Dortmund game. That's why Sancho, obviously, Sancho's a star. But people are watching a Dortmund game more than a much and back game. Yeah. So that's why yeah, but it's, it's, that's about, why it's about building the club, him. right? If they're second place, people are going to watch them. If they're first place, people are going to watch them. So it's about it's about building that status for that club. But even at that, no one no one really watches Bundesliga, sadly. And if they do watch it, it's only for Bayern and Dortmund. Right. Much about being but, good. Right. But, but how did Dortmund become popular? By by challenging Bayern and being that team that challenged them that year. Whenever yeah. I think they what did they win that uh, they became Dortmund they, when they became Dortmund. They won, they, won, they won the league. Uh, they won the league. How many years ago? They won the league. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. 2015, I think. Uh, yeah. If that doesn't happen, who gives a fuck about Dortmund? But they became that team that challenged them. So if Mönchengladbach yeah. can become a team that can challenge the top guys, in my opinion, they'll become a team like Dortmund if they can do it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But like history-wise, like Dortmund and Bayern have been Bundesliga. So if you want to become big, you have to play for one of those two teams. And Mönchengladbach... I know we. I know they're doing good. I know I always praise them, but worldwide, I could go ask anyone now. What's Montreal Oh, what's that? What'd you call me? I <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna know that you're talking about a soccer team. But I agree. If he wants to do that, then probably race for the first place next yeah. season, next coming season. Yeah. Then yeah, it'd be good. Like and this year, it's a good. I'm happy we're having this combo because it's a good transition point to what I want to bring up. Because I mean, obviously, I want him. And even Marcus to continue like be the new faces for Munchen Gladbach and continue to bring that competitiveness to Bundesliga because I wanted to bring up like when you see stats like this where the top three players right now of both goals and assists combined, the top three players are all Bundesliga right now. Sancho with 33. Well, now Messi got put down to four because Werner scored. Yeah. So it's Sancho with 33, Lewandowski and Werner with 32, and Messi with 31. But they so also had an I want to ask you guys a question. Go ahead, Ant. I want to ask. I want to ask you guys: Is is the Bundesliga an under underappreciated league? Yeah. Because the way I've been seeing it this season, bro, like the action that we've been seeing since August, September until now, it's been nothing but entertainment in my eyes. Yeah. I've, I've, with stats like that. And with the top five as close as it is right now, it's uh, I think teams should 
really focused on. I mean, yeah, obviously money talks, but it would be unfortunate for them to think that way. And I think they should continue to build their league even more. And because yeah. right now, if they can have four or five teams like that, that can all make a, a push against Bayern, bro, that's fucking awesome, man. I've been, yeah, go Thomas. Go ahead, Thomas. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that I think Bundesliga has been a league that have been slowly on the rise since like the early 2010s. Because, I mean, even from between 2000 to 2010, you only really knew about Bayern. Am I right or wrong to say that? Oh, yeah. 100%. I can agree. Yeah. A thousand percent. So, because, like we mentioned before, there was that battle that Dortmund brought to Bayern, and uh, people started realizing this shit, right? Uh-huh. So, like, I had no idea back in the early 2010s who Dortmund was and what they were capable of until someone told me about them and and the young players they invest in, the academy they have. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So now I really do believe with this season that the, that the Bundesliga is giving us has been the most entertaining for a long time. A long time. It, it has mm-hmm. to be one of their peak seasons for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The fact, the, the, the fact that there's no other leagues that restarted at the same time as them is gonna help them a lot as well for the future. Until until the PL comes back. <laughs> no, but listen, listen to me, because the competition is actually really good and it is underrated. Yeah, the no, for quality sure. of football is very similar to to that of the PL, of which. It's very tactical, and at the same time, it's pretty physical. It's not obviously not as physical as uh, as, the as the PL, but you do see that they rough each other around, and the mm-hmm. refs do let a lot of things go. Like they don't call a lot of weak uh, weak shit. So for guys like us North Americans that like the rougher type of of soccer of football. I think it's it's a huge attraction for for our type of soccer anyways i'll do you one even better um i really think uh excluding france winning the world cup in 2018 if you look at 2014 winners and the 2010 winners uh that so if we go to 2010 spain winning the world cup spanish soccer was heavily looked at uh you know for a couple of years then the germans won and people started noticing dude the whole team is Bayern munich so people started paying attention to the to the German league and seeing what was going on with there. So I, I feel like that has a little to do with it also. Yeah. But it's also no, better because... Uh, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead, Tom. Fuck, it's also because the previous years, the league has never been this close. It's always That's been Bayern true. and Dortmund at like 100 points, and then the third place team is at like 60. So the yeah. fact that now, from last season and this season, the tables are getting close from like first to 10th, People are like, oh shit, it's a competitive league now. It's not just Bayern running away. Just like, just like uh, uh, France, no one's gonna watch because it's PSG at 100 and second place is at 50 points. No one's gonna sit down and watch the fr- the French league, sadly. But German now, you see, it's becoming like PL. First to 10 are like only point difference, and it's more exciting. You have if you have a player like Lewandowski scoring 30 goals and over every game, every season, you're gonna want to watch him play. Now Sancho bringing eyes to the bringing eyes to the to the league. You have Warner, 
Like I, I for me, that's why when we started this podcast and he said who wants to take care of German, I yelled right away me. Because I've always liked this I've always liked this league and now I want more eyes to be put on it. So I'm happy it's going good. For I'm sure. happy. Yeah. And I'm now happy. Holland as well adding on to the league too, and there's a reason for that. Mention that. Yeah. Well, the, the, key, the, the, the league is getting better and better. And to add on to what Antonio was saying, first of all, I want to correct myself. It wasn't 2015 that Dortmund won. It was 2011 where they won back-to-back years. Uh, 2010 to 2011 and 2011 to 2012, they won two years in a row. Um, and what, to add on to Antonio's point, were, and on George's as well to an extent, where the German league and Germany started to really get a lot of attention was 2013 when Bayern won the treble. Yeah, and then the year after, Germany wins the World Cup. Yeah, massive, sure. massive. Well, I mean, uh, I Ger- Germany as a as a team in the World Cup have always been there, bro. Like that's, they're the only yeah. team to make semifinals fucking eight times in a row or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that back to back with a a fucking German club and then the German national team right after it's uh, I think that was a huge kick in the butt for uh, Bundesliga to be on the rise after. Yeah. Uh, sure. Just to add on to, well, first of all, to answer the question, I do think they're underappreciated. But the the thing is, is that the only reason that uh, they're standing out now is because of the coronavirus and the fact that they stepped out first and came back. That's the only yeah, reason. for sure. And that's the honest truth. We're not, I'm not sending shots, but the truth is, is that when all the leagues are playing at the same time, France is last. And Germany is probably right on top of them, if we're being honest. Because people are going to go watch Serie A for Ronaldo. They're going to go watch the Liga for Messi. They're going to go watch EPL for all the stars. And that's where kind of Bundesliga falls under. And that's why right now they're getting looked at because there's nothing else to watch. And maybe yeah. that's the problem is that uh, they need to th- – maybe they saw, they saw that and they were like, you know what, fuck it. Let's come out first. Let's, st- let's step ahead. And we're going to be the ones that everyone's watching at this time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. I don't know, personally. If the zone is listening to me right now, you do whatever you can to sign a deal with them. I'm telling you, it's going to help them. But That's I think they will eventually say. get them, though. I yeah. hope, anyway. Like, I feel like it's a, it's a project. Like, they got the, the EPL one. Now that they're going to get all the fans across, even fucking... Me and Anthony, we got an account because we were like, yo, if they got EPL, that's amazing. You know what I mean? They got Serie A, they got, got Serie yeah. All of us yeah. have the zone. Uh, yeah. Right so away, then, we fucking bunch of peasants fucking uh, remove the uh, B in sports right right at the beginning of the season. After right at the beginning. Like a bunch of apes. <laughs> but they'll make the bro. money. They're going to make the money back. And then hopefully they can make a deal with Bundesliga and, and acquire them as well. Because that's another big reason why Bundesliga hasn't been popular. Because... It's hard to watch their their, their yes. games. Yes, it's hard EPL, to catch their games. Yes, EPL EPL is ever on the world. La Liga has B in sports. The uh, what do you call it? The Syria has uh, the, the the Italian channels. I don't know what it's called, Dan. Do you know what it is? La no, but Syria has on the zone. Italia. They have that. Italia. They have the zone. And now with the zone having EPL and Syria, it's so hard to watch a German team. It's so hard to catch. You have to stream. They, they are on cable. Garbage. Yeah. They are on cable on Sportsnet, but that's your point. Yeah, no one... I mean, I, I don't know the stats, but I'm assuming a lot uh, A lot of these cable providers are, like, getting hit because now because these streaming services that are out, no one has these cable channels anymore. So uh, I can, I can, I know just to use you guys as an example to prove my point. 
you guys got rid of uh, the cable from your houses too. So despite Bundesliga being on Sportsnet, which is pretty basic channel to have on your, on your uh, for Videotron or Bell, uh, it'd be great for them to add it to, to for the zone to get a contract with them at least. Yep. Or or any streaming service, but yeah, the zone is definitely the biggest one for sure. Just run with sure. it, man. Just grab them. All right, gents, shall we get into some transfer talk? I know we dabbled a little bit into it, but let's get deep into it now. Um, I'm going to go off and start in saying that Spanish midfielder Saul Niguez uh, said that he's leaving. And he says... No, no, no. He never said that he's leaving. He's announcing a new club in three days. Now That's what he posted on Instagram. So... Well, okay, so, so so wait, Antonio is ready to Antonio fill us in there because I think you're ready to to splash some mind. <laughs> so he did the he pulled the same type of shit that Zlatan did a couple of months ago as uh, he was announcing some fake news. Uh, he's not going anywhere. Basically, he's staying in Atletico Madrid. Um, whatever he posted on Instagram was for something else. He might be announcing like uh, an esports club, like Paradiso mentioned before, or, or an actual discotheque. No one knows, but it's confirmed that he's not leaving. So yeah, and even the legendary uh, Fabrizio Romano confirmed that as well that he's not going to leave the club, and that whatever he wherever he was, it's, it was for personal reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that has nothing to do with football. That post basically exactly. Okay, That's so what Fabrizio yeah. wrote. So you guys are all debunking uh, this uh, this rumor. No, 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 no. Fabrizio himself. Uh, then it must be true. Here Absolutely. we go. The moment he says it. The yeah, moment he a, says it. Bro, this guy is like done. the law and order of football. <laughs> yeah. I respect their football. Fact. Yeah. Hey, I love it. <laughs> There's a reason why he has a nice check mark next to his name. Fun. There you go. Shit <laughs> yeah. again. Diso, hit me with what you got, bro. Yeah, oh, there's a few. I mean, uh, we already discussed uh, that latest report that came out today with Warner uh, potentially going to Chelsea. Um, besides that as well, there were some um, mentioning of Napoli via Sky Italia where they were going to start from fresh and just sell Koulibaly, Gulam, Milik, and Allen to rebuild the squad and looking to gather about 200 mil from those uh, sales, basically. I, I would so do we'll, that. We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. I would do that. I would think I think it's time this year really uh, it was a tough year for them all around. They started picking it up towards the middle um, doing pretty decently well and champions as well. Still in it. So, I mean, I think it's time for a rebuild. Um, something isn't working right. They went through two coaches right now, so I think something has to be done. So good on upper management if it actually is true. I'm taking the initiative and proactiveness to like you know make some changes to that squad. Um, along with uh, mentioning of Shakiri, which I, I uh, we were tweeting before earlier during the weekend, where he was linked to teams such as Newcastle and Leicester. So and he confirmed that he wanted to leave uh, Liverpool, right? Shigiri or his I'm agent. Confirm. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not too sure uh, if he if they have confirmed it for sure, but I wouldn't be surprised to be honest with you. I want to know what your, what your guys' thoughts are. You guys know what mine are since I went on that thread on Twitter, but I'll repeat it after. About Shakiri leaving. Yeah. Do you want to listen? Let's say. Yes. Leave. He has so much talent. He's not getting any playing time in Liverpool. He's he's, he's an off the bench player there. I know he. I know he was there to win stuff. He won the Champions League. Everything's good, but for him, with that much talent, he has to be starting every game. So I say, go to a team like Anthony said, like Leicester. Go become a starter there. They, you know that they're a sick team. You know they have a stacked team. You know they're going to be competitive. Go there. I want to see him get playing time because the past couple of seasons he's gotten none, which is sad because this guy has yeah. so much talent. He's a little bull. I think that I think that he should he should wait a little bit to see what Newcastle's project is uh, before going there. Uh, Leicester's a good option too. He'd get a lot of playing time there for sure. Uh, Liverpool, he went there because he wanted trophies, in my opinion. I think he he must have had a good idea that he was going to be a depth player, which he 100%, was. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, like Tommy said, he got his trophy. He got the Champions League. Uh, if I were him, I would leave now, go get some playing time elsewhere. But yeah. I would, I would talk to my agent and say, let's wait a bit to see what these teams' projects are uh, post COVID, and let's find out where we can go and uh, um, expand uh, his career, basically. Newcastle's a good shout. That was a so, good shout out. So for me, I look at Shakiri's career and I see like maybe a similar pattern. Uh, he he went from Bayern Munich to Stoke City. Uh, to Stoke City. He I think he was on loan for uh, to Inter Milan for in between that. Yeah. But it just goes to show you that he went on winning the Champions League with Bayern Munich. He didn't have that many games. He's got 52 appearances from 2012 to 2015, and then he went to Stoke City and he played there for three years. Yeah, and but then, that's for me. That was a questionable decision, though. It was like super you're, questionable. You're going from Bayern to Stoke, and I feel like that kind of took a hit at his career because he was at Stoke for a while, I think. He was yeah, at Stoke from 2015 mm-hmm. to 2018. Yeah, so I mean, that's that a, a chunk out of his of good years in his career. So that yeah. was definitely maybe a, a mistake on his part. Like I, I know that he wanted to play in the Prem, but I, I'm pretty sure at that time, because his name was popping so much too, don't forget, uh, he could have maybe gone somewhere a little more where he he'd be a little more exposed. But at that point, it's like sure. you're, you won the Champions League. What more did he want to do, or what more can a bench player do? Yeah, but that's why he was a he was a bench player at Bayern, and then he went to Stoke. And I think, in, in my opinion, that's where his career really really made a name for himself at Stoke because he wasn't getting the recognition at Bayern because they're obviously every year they have an abundance of talent on that team, and he was a bench player on there as well. I think I sh- I, when I first started getting eyes on Shakiri was when he was at Stoke. I knew who he was at Bayern. And I saw that he was mental when he came off the bench, but really what my when I my eyes lit up when, was when he was at Stoke, he was competing for the Swiss national team. That was when my eyes lit up. So when he was getting fucking said, playing time. But exactly. I don't like it. That, so my, my, uh, my thought process behind Shakiri is that he became more famous because of his time at Switzerland, though. When he was playing for the the, the cups, because he always that's scored streamers. He scored those screamers. He scored those crazy goals. In my opinion, that's where his name exploded. Yep. Granted, he was he was great at Stoke, but I mean, for me, it was it was more his his the way he was playing at Switzerland that that made his name. 
for sure. In the, in the uh, big, in the in big the... clubs and in the, what's it called? I think it was the Euro where everybody's watching the fucking Euro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Compared to people like watching Stoke. Stoke. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's my, that was my take on that. Mm-hmm. So, so where do you think he goes? Newcastle uh, or, or, uh, or, uh, Newcastle, it, but nobody knows, nobody knows their project. Nobody knows nope. their, um, their, uh, their approach, approach to how they want their, their club to be or how they want their club to play. Right. Yeah. So he needs if to I'm, figure that out first. If I'm in his shoes, I'm going to a team like Leicester. I know yeah. what they're capable of. I know who their stars are. I know who they're keeping. And I know I could definitely get a starting position on that team. Yeah. Or at least fight for one. So if I'm in Shakiri's shoes, Leicester, if they're serious about purchasing him and giving him a competitive salary as to his of uh, Liverpool, I'm going there 100% if I'm him. I'm sure he wouldn't even be that expensive. So it's yeah. Kind of, uh, no. That's that's another thing, too. They can probably get him at a bargain deal. I don't Absolutely. know if he's a free agent, though. He might even be that. Basically, from what I was reading from the article, basically, he should go... He moved to Liverpool two years ago for about £13 million pounds and change. Now, they're guesstimating that he might go for around 18 to 20 mil, which is not that much. Okay. Um, Still profit I don't blame him to go to Leicester. Yeah, 100%. And... Uh, like, I was going through my thread on Twitter, basically, when I was typing in um, what I was thinking from that article, that uh, from when he joined Liverpool in 2018, he only started 17 times since in two years. He wasn't even able to initiate any competitive battle to start because there's no competing against that front three for a starting position. And he was averaging only 30 minutes of playing time this year. Averaging. You know what I mean? So it's tough because, like I was mentioning to, um, like Tommy was saying, as a super strong, is super well balanced, uh, strong on the ball, fast, solid left foot. Um, he, he likes being both a finisher and a playmaker at the same time. Uh, just where he's going to play. Let's say he does go to join Leicester, where he's going to play in on Brendan Rodgers' system because he likes playing the four-one-four-one. Unless Rodgers adjusts his, the system to him. Because um, he's more of a right winger than a right mid. Right. But, yeah. uh, you never know. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Um, and also, it's going to give competition to guys like Albrighton, Barnes, and Perez. I mean, well, and, yeah, and, and Perez, uh, Vardy, uh, yeah, I, Iose Perez, and because uh, Vardy and Madison are not moving from their spots, locks, or solidified in their position. Uh, but for the other three guys, uh, it'd be a nice kick in the ass for them. Good stuff. It's funny. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Madison. His name has been kind of quiet ever since COVID happened. Because before yeah. COVID, his name was flying everywhere. 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 And and since everywhere. COVID, it's been very quiet about him. So we'll see if his name pops back up on the radar after uh, after this month. Dude, you know, dude, you know how many times I've seen this guy with a photoshopped Man United jersey, bro? It doesn't even make <laughs> sense. Yeah, but they, you know what? They got Bruno. They don't need Madison. No, oh, maybe yeah. that's why actually. Maybe that's why. Maybe they, yeah. they got Bruno that Madison's name now is it's no longer in the papers. He's probably gonna stay at Leicester now for another year or two. Probably Madison is so good. He's so yeah. good, Madison. So speak, speaking of United, uh Igalo ended up extending his contract. 
so the rumors that him going back to China were shut down, and he's extended his contract till January 2021. That, that, that was a, finally a good move, in my opinion, for, for Manu to do that. I mean, it's more, I think it's more because of the fact that the Chinese borders are closed. So, <laughs> you know, and I'm assuming the English borders as well. Yeah, I'm sure that play a factor, but you never know. Good on United. I mean, they need uh, a depth. Just that on their, depth, uh, bro. That depth, that depth player up uh, on the top uh, with Martial and, and Rashford picking up knocks here and there like they do. Uh, it's good to have a proven goal scorer in the Prem like Igalo. Uh, when he he was, I remember when he was at Watford, he killed it. His name was everywhere. So uh, it's good that they have him there. And uh, let's see what what's gonna happen when Pugba, uh, Pugba comes back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like Antonio said, uh, and in his thread on Twitter is that he can't wait to see Bruno and Pugba. Uh, I I really teams. truly believe that when these guys link up for real in a real match, it's gonna be dangerous mm-hmm. and. Uh, obviously, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take into account maybe the first two games I would say because of rust and they've never really pr- played with each other before besides uh, these scrap trainings that they're doing now with like ten people in separate groups and shit. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it after for the third game and and see what's up. But I truly believe that when these two guys link up. I don't know. I just have this funny feeling that they're going to get into Champions League. They're going to beat Chelsea for that fourth Champions League spot. Oh, okay. Okay. Especially with Pogba there. He, he's going to have something to prove. To, if he truly wants to leave this summer, he's going to want to prove to, to other teams and everybody else that he's still a great player and he's just going to kill it with Bruno. He's been, he's been out of play for an extremely long time. Though, long so when, time. It comes, when it comes to rest, uh, all eyes are going to be on him that first game for sure. Mm-hmm. But the thing I would have to say is obviously the fitness isn't going to be there. He probably won't even start the first couple of games, right? No. You never know. He might come Same off the bench. Sancho. But, uh, but the talent always remains. Always. Your touch is always going to be there. Yeah. And his talent compared to other footballers in the no, world. You're right. Especially on the Manu team. Let's be honest. You're right. <laughs> Hey, it's Mar- not a shot. Martial, baby. It's Martial, not a shot. It's, it's the truth. As as long as they the don't truth. start Martial, they may they'll make Champions League spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a little dish, Manu. Fucking tough. Um, is, uh, actually, is Ra- before we move on, does anyone know is Rashford the uh, back? Yeah, eh? He's uh, he's I'm back, sure uh, he's back by uh, now. It's been a couple of months. months. What was his injury again, man? I'm totally having a brain fart I think here. it was a back injury. Oh, yeah. I think it was a back injury. I think so, yeah. yeah. If Rashford would slot in on that left wing with uh, yeah. Bruno and and, uh, and Pogba, fuck, man. That's, that'd be that's nice. actually pretty lethal. Yeah. yeah. 100%. But we'll see. Well, I'll see with time. Um, I'm reading here that... Uh, as per AS.com, uh, that they're estimating that Kylian Mbappe is now valued at 177 million euros post-pandemic compared to the original price of 225. 
yeah, that, what do you that, guys, makes, that makes sense. What do you guys have to say about that? And uh, Real Madrid is jumping all over that. That's what I have to say. Yeah. So my question to you is, are they going to pay the 177 if that's what the, they're going to do? Or are they going to do like a 100 mil and then offer like uh, two or three other players that equivalent to 77? Or are they going to do installment payments? Like what's going on? That's if he moves. I think I uh, if they could get the installments on the 177, they're definitely going to do it. Like no questions asked. It's kind of like what they... PS- PSG did to Monaco to get him. Yeah, if they could pay 177 within three years or whatever, then they're gonna do it. No, no shadow of a doubt. No yeah, shadow don't of for, a doubt. Don't forget, Monaco. Um, they didn't care about doing installments because they're Monaco and they're a smaller club. But I feel like if PSG see Real come knocking, they might play hardball a bit. Yeah, they want the cash straight up, huh? Right. That's that's how I see it in my opinion. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, do I see Mbappe leaving? Yes, but. It all depends on the situation there. Does he like playing with Neymar? Does he like being, you know... Uh, well, that's the thing, Alex. In Neymar, the French listen, Neymar expressed once again, now that the season's over, he wants out. So, like, for Mbappe, you see that shit, and you're like, do I really want to carry this team alone? Neymar or just should I, fucking shit should I just go to Real Madrid and, and go to a prestigious club? They have Champions League, and he knows he could probably get... He'll have more of a chance of getting the Champions League at Real Madrid compared to PSG. Absolutely. So that's what's going through his mind right now. And if he really is all about football, then Real Madrid is the career move to make right now. Yeah. It's not the the money move. It's the career move to make. PSG was the money move. The career move now is Real. Yeah. And they can potentially even buy him for even cheaper because as of next year, his contract is finishing, boys. So, wow, uh, okay. Real can even uh, delay it for another well, Yeah, but PSG there's no are, way PSG uh, are for free, though. That's, yeah. that's why. Is PSG going to re-sign him? I don't know. Pro- probably. No, that's the question. Bro. That's a probably. big risk you're taking, though. Yeah, it's the big, big risk. risk. I mean, uh, all the it's like you said, it's a it's a better career move for Mbappe to go to Real. We all know uh, PSG's lack of success in Champions League is clearly evident, bro. Like they have no finishing touch when it comes to finishing their aggregates. They just can't get it done past the quarters. So I it mean, also I depends, because uh, you have to say it also depends what happens uh, if the Champions League does return and if they are allowed to come back. And yeah. if everything does fall into place for PSG, they're still in the tournament, right? So if they play this yeah. tournament and they end up going to the finals and maybe possibly winning, that could change the whole mindset for Mbappe yeah. also. And the club. And the club itself. It's But for me, this is my opinion, it's very uh, unlikely because they're not... The season's over in PSG. So they're not getting any playing, playing time. They're not match, yeah. uh, they're not, uh, match fit. Uh, it's it's gonna be a huge mountain to climb for them, considering Absolutely. like uh, like teams like Bayern Munich, like we mentioned before. Imagine, okay, now uh, they went through Bayern Bayern beat Chelsea, whatever, and then they they end up matching uh, Bayern Munich. What do you think is gonna happen, bro? I'm sorry, Bayern, yeah. Munich, Bayern Munich there, are gonna destroy them. Yeah, there. I do agree with you. It was a great point, but there are two ways of looking at that because if they're not playing in Liga, their only focus 
is Champions League. Champions League. So that's where maybe the um, the rested. Uh, yeah, they're rested in a sense, and their 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 focus is only going to be on that tournament. Um, so that there's two ways of looking at it, though. I do yeah. I do think what you said in in terms of the fact that other teams are going to be so much more into it because they've been playing for so long. That's probably the better point, but. There's always that side point that because their mind is only on Champions League, they don't have to worry about anything else besides that. That could be a driving factor for them as well. The only thing I have to say about that, Alex, is that we don't know exactly what's going on with the Champions League. But what I have heard personally is that they're going to wait for all the domestic leagues to finish and then Uh, just try to do a tournament style. Okay. Like pound it out in three weeks type of thing. So... The only thing I have to go against you about your point is that everybody at that point of time will be, is going to be focusing be on the Champions okay. League. And who knows if that happens? Yeah, yeah. And who knows what happens too? Like, uh, let's look on the flip side again. Let's say uh, Bayern Munich they finish the season and they end up picking up injuries, whereas whereas uh, PSG they don't or whatever, you know. And then you end up having a healthier starting eleven compared to Bayern, you know. There's just so many factors right now. It's yeah. it's nuts. It's it's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like we mentioned nuts, before, man. look at Dortmund. They have already Holland and uh, and Royce injured. So I will it say this about to, PSG. To Bayern also. Go ahead. Um, because of, of COVID and the entire situation and whatnot, and looking at their their um, their squad, and I think I've said this before, is that this might be their best chance at winning this this Champions League. Especially as Antonio said, Neymar's in his head, he's thinking about already leaving when yeah. he hasn't even finished the season yet. Perfect. So they need to kind of see if they can win it this year. And if not, if Neymar leaves, if Mbappe leaves, then it's they got to restart again. Yeah, because I just I was just thinking about it right now as you guys were talking about everything. But imagine if you're Mbappe right now. You just saw Icardi signing a big deal. What if what if Mbappe says, listen, I'm not gonna leave. We sell Neymar, we get a big chunk of cheese, and we start getting more players, and he just wants to stay there. And he'd be the face of PSG instead of Neymar there, always dragging him down. What if Mbappe doesn't want to leave? He, he's in his home country. What if they? Go, what if PSG goes out and somehow gets Pogba out of nowhere? You don't think it's going to want to make him stay? Like no, it's hard sure. bringing it's up, hard bringing up Icardi is a great point. Yeah, Bro, bringing up Icardi is a big. great point. Yeah. Well, what makes you say he doesn't want to leave? Young, playing in his home country, he's comfortable with the language. Maybe in the future he leaves, but I think for now, in like the next three, four years, I think he's going to stay in PSG. Listen. If they sell uh, Neymar and get a lot of money and get more players, yeah. I think it's a, good point. I, it, it's a it's a valid point, but I uh, I think let's be honest now. I think Kylian Mbappe idolizes Cristiano Ronaldo a lot. I'm not saying specifically that he's gonna follow his career footstep by footstep, but Monaco was Lisbon, PSG was United, then Real Madrid. That's a good point. You understand? Yeah. I and think that, that comment came out recently too, so that's a great point. So. You're saying he's coming to Juve after? Possibly. <laughs> hey, possibly. I think he's looking into the future 10 years from now. <laughs> 10 years. 30, 32-year-old Mbappe. Oh, oh man. That's, yeah, that's, that's too far ahead of time. Yeah. That's, if, that's, yeah. uh, that's if we're all still kicking around, knock on wood, you know, with uh, everything going on in uh, knock on on this planet. Oh, I but, knocked right away. Yeah, did you knock on your noggin? Yeah. 
By the way, but, uh, speaking of Ronaldo, just one last thing before we like lose the Ronaldo topic and everything else. Did you know he became the top earning athlete during this lockdown? He brought in over $2.3 million over Instagram, over four reposts. He beat wow. Messi and Neymar for uh, during the whole lockdown. He oh. brought in $2.3 million over four posts. This guy makes more money. What do you mean? <laughs> this guy, but, but we've known this for a fact, though. Like, uh, it's like a couple of years now. He's like, he's always like in the top five highest paid athletes in the world. And he's always making more money off of other shit than playing football, which is nuts. Yeah, but that's where they make most of their money is from the, yeah. their endorsements. Yeah, endorsements on Instagram. God, yes. I just found it insane reading that. Like a Michael Jordan, bro. He gets uh, most of his money still from Mary Jordan. So, uh, At the moment, though, however, uh, as of three days ago, Forbes actually reported that uh, it's Roger Federer, the highest paid yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, because he has investments absolutely everywhere. Over the last yeah, year. He least. is the highest paid athlete, though. As per Forbes. For being but, a team. Uh, uh, yeah. Just to go back, just to, go back to the, uh, the PSG talk two seconds is just we'll see what happens with Neymar first because uh, uh, Neymar's decision is heavily going to influence Mbappe's decision. So and I think Neymar is going to be the first to act. So we'll see what happens with that and then we'll go from there. Shizzle. Uh, other news, guys, EPL returning officially on June 17th. About so, time. It's about okay. time. So, like I said before, once EPL comes back, we're going to forget about Bundesliga. No. I'm saying the general public. Yeah, the general public. Lewandowski, pub- baby. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> but that's but why would I... Okay, my only thing to that is why would I watch EPL when I know uh, Liverpool are going to be crowned champs in two games? Because, uh, but okay... Who cares about first place? It's it's the race for top four to to see what what happens for next year in Champions League. To see Manchester United get past you guys, huh, George? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. Yeah, think but that's you good. see, you just you just answered your own like your own point. You just kind of went against your own point. Is that there are teams like Man U and Chelsea, the big name clubs that you can still watch. Don't forget about Tottenham there, huh? They're sitting in no, eighth. please. They need no, to make I a look- hard climb. Bro, this is Jose now. No, no, no. Wait a second. I'm going to say this. Wait a second. This is the first time. Tommy, say this. I know what you're going to say, too. I don't know if if it's this, but if it is, cool. This is the first time (laughs) all season that we're going to have a full Full squad team playing bench and starting 11. I'm not going Alex because Alex is just a hater. So I'm talking to you three. A full healthy team. That's all I'm saying. Mar- Mourinho finally, because yeah. Mourinho bought all of his players that he wanted, but guess what? Didn't get to use all of them. How are the we same- talking about an eighth place team right now? What's happening? Where did this podcast take us right now? Look at the points. One uh, game changes everything. Uh, Go look at the standings, Alex. Eighth place is nothing. <laughs> it's, it's one win and a tie. Don't worry about it. There's a lot of games left. That's there all is. I'm saying. He's, Alex, he's not wrong. Left. He's just being a freaking. He's getting he's getting red over there. Leaving a, a Man City fan. That's what he's yeah, he's, yeah. He's just being a freaking plastic. Freaking. <laughs> well, 
by the way, uh, to, I went to look it up while we were talking before Rashford. It was a back injury, and this was an article from from April, and they said that in March he was already. I feel really good now. I feel much better. So this yeah. was back in March, and we're in June so now. May, so yeah. so maybe ready. he's yeah, maybe he's back to full fitness or George. Close, they're close coming study. for your team, baby. Nah, bro. Oh. Nah, bro. Martial's gonna score a hat trick for his game back, baby. Nah, don't say these things, man. <laughs> Well, us too. Us too. We had in, us too. We had injuries. So if anything, this is gonna help us too. We're gonna be back to full squad fitness, and we're gonna. The only th- oh crap. The only actually, you know what? We might be in shit. Cause I just realized. I remember reading an article saying that N'Golo Kante doesn't want to continue training or play the rest of the season because he's scared of the yeah. of the COVID nineteen. And we discussed it last week. Yeah. We we did. Yeah. You know, and like I fully respect it. You know what I mean? Um, Concerned about it, the the health and safety of him and his loved ones, but Angolo Kante is a huge part of our team. If anything, it's the only part of our team, you know. So like, uh, uh well, yeah. I mean, you guys, like we said before, you guys are still rebuilding, but you you do have a couple of pieces that can help you uh, get past get past it without Angolo. But Angolo yeah. Kante is the heart of the team. That's that's yeah. without question. Most definitely. Uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to say uh, to bring up? Maybe. Oh, apparently uh, Rashford is still injured, according to the score, and it is yeah. his back. But you never know. We'll see in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh. Messi extending his contract for another year. That's some. Uh, that's some big news. It, baby. That's it. awesome. Yeah, I think he's gonna retire at the club. Honestly, like he's just comfortable oh. there. Why would you move out roles. of the the home where your kids grew up? You know. I don't know. It's going to be a bit complicated yeah. for him. Even though he has all the money in the world, bro. The only place I see him leaving Barcelona for is uh, is, our, is an Argentinian club. The Boca Juniors, yeah. Yeah. Is well, it Newell. River Plate? No, no. Boca. Newell's Old Boys or whatever uh, it's called. Yeah, there you go. The red and the white team there. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I don't see him going to another league. He's going to end there. And if he does man. leave, like you said, it's Argentina. Yeah, I can't see uh, why new, new, Newell's old boys, and it's uh, red and black. My bad, I yeah. said red and white. He's gonna I try and win another one last uh, Champions League with Barca if he can, because what he has four with them now, right? Two thousand six, uh, two thousand nine, eleven, and fifteen four. four. Yeah, four. and Ronaldo has five Champions League, so maybe that's he's trying to push for that one last one. It's time. definitely a motivation factor to get yeah. to Ronaldo for sure. So that's why maybe he's extending his contract a little more than usual, in my opinion. I think he wants maybe that last, those last chances at another Champions League trophy to tie Ronaldo, and that's it. Yeah, and yeah. if you ask, if you ask me, I think Messi retires before Ronaldo. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's fair. That's fair. Because uh, Ronaldo is just uh, his body, his, his body, his uh, just his body, just the physical attributes. He he can play until he's forty. Absolutely. All I have to say to that, George, is go watch the video I retweeted on Twitter a couple not, of hours ago. I'm not on Twitter. About, so. about his time, <laughs> about his time so far in Juventus. That's all I have to say to that comment. What? What? Well, it's a nice well, compilation video. Of of what though? Give us the what? details of this video. Don't worry about I want to know too. On my profile at Canales14. Hey. All right. Yeah, so so for the viewers. <laughs> Uh, 
follow <laughs> and check Antonio's Twitter page, and he has a he has a video about about Ronaldo's time in Juventus. I, so far, yeah, so, so far, I, I, oh, Antonio, it's a, like a four-minute video of him doing shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I just saw the it first play. It's a four-minute. <laughs> what a guy! That's horrible. Oh, is boy. there anything else that you guys want to add before we uh, before we end this off? Before we wrap it up? Before we say when? All I have to say is Visca Barça. <laughs> <sighs> all right guys yeah so i guess no the- actually in all seriousness um la liga is going to return mid uh, mid uh, june and the way they're doing it is kind of like uh how uh epl wanted to do it is that they're going to be spreading out the schedule so we're basically the for the first like nine days we're going to have at least one game every day which is wow. fucking nuts Pretty sick, yeah. All right. Soccer, yeah. soccer for days. I gotta stop watching that video, Antonio. I was just, I was so into that. Bro, but like, a lot of those balls are meant to go on target, and they go to the corner flag, bro. It's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> Sorry, Ad, man. You're looking at me. So you're good. looking through my soul, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not me who made the compilation well, video. Uh... Yeah, I'm but you threw you. it up there the second we brought up his trophies, though. You didn't have to bring it up, but you did. Bro, no, I didn't I didn't bring it up because of the trophies. I brought hey. it up because of the retirement. Hey. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he said the retirement. Yeah, retirement. he is right the reti- about the retirement. But uh, who knows? We'll see. You know we'll what see. destroys that video? That jump that he did for that header. That destroys your entire four-minute... Whatever the fuck you retweeted, okay? Because he still has one it. play. One no, no, no. Play it's to pr- no, but it's to prove that he still has four it, minutes worth of bad plays. Hey, stop it. Bro, the man has twenty. The man has twenty-one goals this season, bro. Stop it. It's a different league. league. Now he has twenty-one stop goals it. with all those shots off target. George, George, end this <laughs> off before Antonio fucking goes off over here. Stop it's, it. It's the classic battle between who's better of Messi and Ronaldo. And I'm just going to say, appreciate them both. Yes. Fuck you, Antonio. Appreciate them both. Appreciate them both both because, like I said, they are both at the end part of their careers uh, coming close to retirement. So with that being said, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for watching us and supporting us as always. This wraps up episode 26. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us. Uh, love you all. Uh, it's great to see you guys, and we will be back next week. Yeah, Ciao, yeah. guys. Yes, sir. Ciao, yeah. sir. Ciao, Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys.